Welcome to the Rock and Roll With It podcast. This is the brainchild of two military spouses trying to sort through this phase of our lives. I will be co-hosting this podcast with a dear friend of mine whose name is Lacey, and I would love her to introduce herself to you. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Lacey, and my husband has been in the Air Force for a little over 10 years, and right now he is deployed, and I am currently stationed waiting for him to get done with his deployment. I am in Louisiana. I've been here for about a year, and... uh, it's uh, It's been a tough transition, to say the least, but uh, I'm thriving and striving, and here we are. And I'm Sophia. I'm married to my husband, Nick. Uh, he is in his 14th year of his Air Force career. Um, we are currently stationed in North Carolina, and we've been here for about two and a half years. And Lacey and I are both not loving the South. (laughs) We are working on it, but it's not loving us back. And, um, yeah, we're trying to use this space with each other to figure it all out. Because we're having kind of a struggle with this place and this phase of our lives. And being apart from a lot of... um, our roots can be challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like I've had a pretty easy military spouse career. I saying that makes me feel super dependent, but, um, (laughs) you know, like for the most part, it's been pretty easy for us up until this last year. Um, when we moved from overseas to here and he left Uh and it's just been a really rough season And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting this little baby podcast up and going so that um, it kind of makes me feel like I have that connection where I feel like I'm kind of lacking that here. Exactly. Same, same. It's really hard to cultivate a community um, at all, let alone when you're a really busy person. So Lacey and I met when we were both stationed, well, our families were both stationed at Travis um, in California, Travis Air Force Base. And um, I went on Facebook and just said like, hey, I'm a new person in the area. And someone responded. And I went to the house of one of my dear friends. And we met a bunch of people and we became friends that saw each other regularly for regularly for like what two years two and a half years something like that yeah something like that close to that I would say we we were stationed at Travis for about four years so I would say it was kind of yeah more like three years I would imagine yeah it was a good long time because we were there for seven um and so that's how we became friends we were a a little on the outside of the group in terms of our tastes. Yeah. <laughs> so we overlapped with a lot of things. Um, and that's where our friendship grew. Um, 
especially with our musical tastes. We don't really find a lot of people that tend to share that with us. And so when we found that with one another, the camaraderie was instant. Yeah. And um, this, we've both been going through some hardships. Her husband is currently deployed and my husband is flyer, which if you're not familiar with um, the lifestyle, it can mean that he's, he's always gone, gone all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, the drop of a hat and I may not even be notified. It's not uncommon to call my husband and be like, Hey, you're going to, are you going to be home for dinner or you're a little late? And he's like, I'm not even in our state anymore. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. There's no (laughs) consistent, like no, no there's no no consistency to that lifestyle at all. No consistency. Um, everything is a surprise. Yeah. (laughs) And an adventure. And that makes it hard to have, Two little ones. I have a daughter who is three and a son who is 16 months. And that's a lot of needy. And mm. so it's it's hard to work through. So a few weeks ago, that's not true. Why do we say that? Like the other day, it was a while back. That, that, is, that is a time, yeah, that is a time frame that women like to use a lot. Like I do it and I have two kids. Um, I have an almost eight-year-old daughter And then I have a six-year-old son, and they bust me all the time. Like, if I'm telling a story or I'm on the phone and they hear me, and I'm like, the other day. And they're like, that was like six months ago, Mom. I'm like, (laughs) okay, first of all, nobody asked you. And second of all, who are you? Like, why are you here? Like, actually, it was 1992, (laughs) but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, who's keeping score, okay? Apparently you, Presley. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But um, our musical overlap is huge and we adore Sirius Radio and they have this station called Alt Nation and every Halloween they have this it's like a week or something mm, called it's Emo not Halloween. long enough yeah it's not <laughs> it's not long enough that is true it's not long enough and it's called Emo Halloween and it is a length of time and space that is just everything you want it to be from your childhood it is so so good it's yeah it speaks to my soul on on levels that can't be explained (laughs) it's true and it's just it inspires all of us so I reached out to her and I said Lacey look I know we're going through we're going through it right now but emo Halloweenos kind of around the corner and we discussed what would have been the most epic Halloween party of all time? <laughs> yes. And we discussed. <laughs> yes. We talked about all different types of music, the fact that my children um, fight over guitars and jump off the couch and always have to rock out all day long. And we just started to have conversations about where we are. And her husband had just started a podcast and he has been lovely and kind of nagging her like you should do this she's like I'm not gonna do this and then she would bring it up to me and I'm like I'm not gonna do this and as we kept saying we weren't going to do it we found ourselves doing it we're like what what the heck we have a name we were making actual plans we have a logo like (laughs) this is escalating too quickly and we like penciled down a date in the calendar and we're like we have music and and we have an intro, and then it just kind of came to, like, 
doing it. And that's like the hardest, scariest part. So fast. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh. Like it was like, we were talked about it for so long and then it was here and it was like, how did this happen? (laughs) It was like one of those things where (laughs) it was one of those things where it was like, oh, it was all hypotheticals. Oh, if we do that, if we do that, blah, blah, blah. And before we knew it was like, boom, 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 boom. We had been like actually planning things actually investing money like into equipment and making sure that this could happen carving out time and as we're all like I don't know if we're gonna do that we had we were already doing we committed we were fooling ourselves yeah (laughs) well like the money is spent like when you start spending money and like having a commissioned piece for your logo done like you kind of can't back out of it and then you're like you're not doing it solo. Like we talked about this. If it wasn't yeah. for you, I wouldn't be talking in a closet on a microphone right now, pretending that I know <laughs> what I'm doing for a podcast. Like if it was First just me, all, I would have given up a long time ago. It would have been like, well, that was fun. I like, I enjoyed the creativity of planning, but the execution, <laughs> no thanks. But okay, like, first of all, you obligate me in a, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. You obligate <laughs> me in a good way. That's exactly how I feel. And you're never alone in the closet, first of all. But second of all, <laughs> to be clear to everyone, no one is pretending we know what the heck we're doing. No. No one nah, is pretending that. No. So we were able to discuss all of the things that we were struggling with. And the word that keeps coming back is lacking. The lack of identity that we're struggling with at this phase of our lives because we're needed by so many people all over the world in so many directions. Right. The connection we have to each other um, as friends, as military spouses that share this space with one another, um, connection to our husbands. Mm -hmm. And I say that question mark like sometimes it doesn't feel like we're even married. It feels like you're in this like train track parallel partnership Auto, you know where you're both, yes <laughs> yeah. where you're both mission essential you're not going anywhere he's essential to the mission on behalf of the air force and you're essential to his mission and of like you know his life and his children and right. his home and all of that and yeah not even and his him as a person you know like the connection that you share with him as his wife and his friend and you have no connection to that and no connection to your community because you're completely uprooted. Right. You, sometimes it feels like we don't belong to this community because we're not in and we don't belong to anywhere else because we're not out. Yeah. It's a and yeah. It's a hard it's a hard dynamic to try and figure out, especially when you're constantly reinventing yourself and you're constantly being plucked yes. up and rerouted, it's like, who am I? I don't know because yes. I thought I just had it figured out. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a new place with, mm-hmm. like, for us, we came from overseas. So, like, talk about totally shocking Shell your shock. system. Yeah, we were in Japan and then we came to the South and my husband left. So, it has mm-hmm. been exceptionally difficult for us. And, Right now, I'm struggling because I'm at the point where, like, I want friends, but I don't want to, like, go through the process of making friends. And that's why I'm so... Yeah. And that's why I'm so excited that we're doing this because I have found that podcasts kind of fill that void of, like, stimulating my brain. 
and like giving me that adult interaction, even though it's not really like there, you know, it still yeah. stimulates my mind and it, and it makes me feel not so alone. And so it's a connection yeah. where your brain, it like gets stuff going without right. having to, it's one of these beautiful things where it pours into you and doesn't take out of you. Yeah, absolutely. And so you don't have to really make yourself available too much, right. which is hard when you're a solo parent, like you're saying, and you just moved in all of that. It's just really challenging. So that's why we decided to create this podcast together. Um, and as you heard, it's called Rock and Roll With It. We're trying to find that connection together and root ourselves into this time and space so we're not really just floating. Yeah. Well, and as a military spouse, you really have to learn to kind of flow with the punches and we and our love of music is so I don't know. If it wasn't free music, I wouldn't be able to get through a lot of hardships in my life. It is like my Oh, yes. It is like my space out zone. It's like it's my integral. me time, my, my happy time, like I can just put on some music and I go somewhere else. Yeah. And so that's kind of how we formed our podcast name, Rock and Roll with it. Like you just do your best, try your hardest, you know, and you've got to learn to roll with the punches and that's kind of the lifestyle that that we're thrown into so absolutely it's the way to work through everything you just gotta roll with the punches like you had said and embrace the suck keep it moving yeah especially when you have to do it (laughs) yeah especially when you have to do it all on your own just pack your kids like a sherpa on your back let's keep puffing it (laughs) yeah the only way out is through oh man if that didn't just touch a real deep part of my soul (laughs) (laughs) how dare you (laughs) oh my god first of all rude for being so relatable so relatable it's rude i feel seen and vulnerable and i don't enjoy attacked (laughs) (laughs) okay so we also have this a few segments in this podcast and we would like to introduce you to one of our all-time favorites the all-time favorite ideas that we've had for this podcast and we love memes. Who doesn't love a meme? Yeah, we're like, I feel like we're kind of taking a step back in society, whereas like we're using basically like hieroglyphics to communicate. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm OK with that. Like, I like the simplicity and how it can say so much. And I just. It's every, so relatable. It's so relatable. And everything is so awful these days. So it's like nice to look <laughs> at is. a picture and laugh. <laughs> There's there are very few things in this world that carry the universality of a meme. You're right, exactly. To where it's not going to be too pointed one way or another for the most part. It's just facts. It's just bringing up things from your childhood or your life and it's just showing you like a mirror right in front of your face that you don't have to share with anybody else, yeah. but you know you have been seen. So we have this segment called OMG that's so meme. Because everyone, every time you see a meme, you say, oh, my gosh, I do that. Or that's just like me. Yeah. So we have chosen for this premiere episode a meme that we will be posting on our Instagram that I'm sure most people have seen it because it's 
genuinely fantastic. Yeah. And it's it's a unicorn riding a bicycle. And it says, please be as weird as me. Please be as weird as me. Please be as weird as me every time I meet another person. Yeah. And I feel like that's very real for everyone, regardless of if you are perceived as well-liked or, or a recluse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I believe that we're probably seen as more reclusive than others. Right. Or... I don't know, whatever word you want to use for it. Sharp, barbed, like, I don't know. Standoffish, closed, <laughs> remote. Yeah, yeah, we can come word, up with all if kinds. I had to, if I had to use a word to describe us, the word would be approachable. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we are that unicorn for sure. So that is going to be a segment that we will be introducing and doing um, each episode. Yeah. And... and Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's it's important to um, get on our Instagram account and follow us because clearly you cannot see things on a podcast. So we will be posting that there. And it is rock and roll with, what is it? <laughs> rock and roll with it podcast. There we go. Yeah, I should write that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another thing people should know is um, we are not good at it. It can mean many, many, many things, but in general, we are not good at it. No, it's We try a... our best, but it is a struggle. Yeah. In, and now it's a struggle in this closet. Um, so it has clearly evolved. But we're kind of just trying to lay the groundwork for you to explain what, to expect. what you can expect. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, if this isn't kismet between us. Look like, at that. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> what to expect as you're going to go on this journey with us. So that is um, our very first segment that we will be introducing weekly. Um, and we'll explain a little bit more of that as um, we get to the end and then we can share exactly how that's going to make sense. Now, when we were talking about this podcast, we were trying to explain or kind of flesh out the purpose that it would serve. And the idea that we kept kind of arriving at or circling around was the idea of this fishbowl that there are people inside the fishbowl, people outside the fishbowl. And the purpose of this podcast is to hopefully operate well for both parties, whether you're in the bowl or outside of the bowl. Absolutely. And this, the people inside the bowl, you're our people, your spouses, you are feeling, whether you're a brand new spouse or you've been a spouse for a while, you're in the community, you've got an ID card and you understand what we're looking at when we explain certain terminologies or um, things that we're going through in general. Uh, yeah. Um, and so this is kind of meant if you're a brand new spouse, um, Lacey had brought up that if you were a new spouse, you know, some of this information would have been invaluable for us to have when we were fresh little baby spouses. So if you're a fresh little baby spouse, we hope to be able to um, help kind of show you where the bodies are buried. Yeah, yeah. And if you are not a new baby spouse and you're just like us, feeling a little lost in the sauce, we see you. And we hope that you share this space with us. And if you're on the outside 
of the bowl, we see you too. If you are a mother or a father, aunt, friend, sister, yeah, brother, absolutely. Anybody to that's un- can. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I was just going to say, trying to, uh, and as a as a person involved with the military, I have been in circumstances where I've tried to explain things to my civilian friends, and they're just like, "What?" Like they just don't understand. Yeah. So we're hoping to also um, kind of allow, or not allow, but kind Bridge of that gap. Yeah, yeah. Just like you know, help people that don't understand, like have a better understanding of it just a little bit. I mean, we can't totally pull back the curtain, but no, (laughs) you know, give you a glimpse, an idea, you know, help you understand certain processes and acronyms and because the military loves their acronyms and, you know, just, just kind of give you an insight. Like we're like army wives, but like not army and not on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And we have no, and they lied to us. When they talked about all the carnivals that there would be. Yeah, and I'm not and fancy. And all the meetups. And, yeah, no. And we are also not fancy. No. So we'll, like, <laughs> but scratch the whole army wives. <laughs> the idea that we have, or that I keep seeing, is like the Wizard of Oz. Everyone has this idea that it works, this lifestyle works so succinctly, and everyone is so well cared for in so many areas and it's so you know for lack of a better term military precision precision um over and over and over again and we're just gonna kind of show you what we can so are we we like are we like the great oz behind the curtain which we're a phony behind the curtain (laughs) perfect i love it (laughs) absolutely so we're trying to share that so we're hoping to be a landing pad for those of you that share this community with us and a launching pad for civilians that are outside of the community that want some insight um i have two stories that would serve well which i thought about and were kind of hilarious so my brother joined the army uh years ago right after my dad had died my husband was deployed the first time and my mom god bless her we call her momo and every time she just steps in it we say oh that's momo problems <laughs> and she i'm not even joking we have something called opsec which is called operational security which means that you're supposed to keep mission details private in every capacity in order to ensure the safety of those on the mission or involved with the mission. And my mom, again, God bless her, posted on Facebook everything about my brother's deployment. <gasps> she Where did he was going. not. Yeah. No. Bro, oh. she did. She, <laughs> I'm mm. laughing now because it's so like, far away my mom is a completely different person and fully understands the error of her ways you know but at the time it was ugly so I was like mom you absolutely need to take this down immediately and it was a big fight about me trying to explain to her the imperative nature of maintaining OPSEC and the that it is the way we make sure people stay alive um and she was so upset. She was just saying, I'm just proud. I'm trying to share. I said, that's not your life anymore. I love you. You're, you know, your son loves you. Nicholas loves you. 
But no, 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 no. You have to take this down. You can be mad at me all you want, but be mad at me with this gone. Yeah. And she did. And later on, she understood. And but that was my mom's first like really big frustration is because up until then she could have shared. She said, you know, my son graduated from basic training. He went to, you know, whatever. It's all um, little. Right. You know, and then she shared that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And, and that was no. one of the very first things where you're like, this isn't the way that you do things anymore. I'm sorry. And that was hilarious. So my mom would have loved <laughs> to have insight or a place like this where she can understand like no one's trying to take anything from you it is very lonely I am sorry for that because we're all living it you know there are things that you'd love to share about what your life is like but you can't because it's just not safe but and the others that's one of those things that as an outsider, you don't know the importance of yeah. that. Yeah. Like, she couldn't have possibly ever knew what no. she was doing wrong until somebody told her, like, how important yes. these details are to not be put on Facebook, you know? <laughs> and that's yeah. that brings it back to, like, the how important it is to, like, kind of, I don't want to say educate because our friends aren't stupid, but like our civilian friends, they just don't know. They can't help yeah. it. They just don't know because it's, it's not their life. It's it's not their lifestyle. Yeah. They just, they don't know. And that's kind of yeah. like, I'm hoping to kind of uh, help them know. Yeah. Because it can be really hard and it can make us seem like we don't want to be a part of anything. Right. Because we have to maintain certain levels of secrecy within our lives. Right. Even if it's not for our spouses, it's for other people's spouses too. Exactly. It's not just to keep when we have to keep details secret for missions and trips and everything else in between. Yeah. Missions it's involve not just to keep... people, not just Ex- our husband, you know. It's a... Yeah. And not just, yeah, not just my husband. It's to keep everybody else's family safe. And that's what I had to explain to her is like, you do know that your son will be on a jet at some point with hundreds maybe of other people's children. And that's when it, it shifted for her. Yeah. Is it's not a choice. This is a protection that we have to do because our family is involved in a fight with a very real enemy and yeah. you cannot compromise and I'm, that. and I'm not attacking you by telling you that it needs to come yes. down like don't take it personal it's very hard to but, explain yeah yeah especially because she felt as if I was saying you can't be proud of your son or you can't share this part of your life and in a way, I was saying you can't share this part of your life because it's true. But I think that over time she realized you can't share that part of your life online or with other people. You can share that, but you have to share it like with me or right. with somebody else that is already in the, the circle same... that knows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That knows how to maintain proper OPSEC because it's simple things like this that are damaging. Yeah. Overall. Right. But when you will not believe this. So the other thing, when you if you have a family member that just joins the military and up and leaves, right? Like my husband. 
He went to basic Lacey, and he did not tell his mother how to contact him. What? He did not give her any information. Oh, no. Corey, he like, did not the second her... he could get that phone call, he was calling everyone, like, get a pin, write he this down not. now. No, oh, Nick, Nick just didn't. <laughs> he didn't want to deal with it. He was like, look, I'm busy. I have to focus. I think he used his phone call to call one of, like, his friends because he was like, I'm just trying to blow time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't want to distract himself, especially because he felt as if he was going to be asked questions he couldn't answer or he was just like, I just just don't don't want to go down this road. Yeah. Yeah. And his mom is a person that has a tendency to really struggle with his life. Yeah. Because he's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And so that's a struggle. And from the very beginning. And so he's like, look, I'm just, I'm not going to call my mom. Oh, no. Anyway, <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks go by and the Red Cross hunts him down. <gasps> Did she call the Red Cross? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Parents out there, if you are listening, please don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. That's just, unless someone has died, that's yeah. the only time that you you should be contacting the Red Cross. To put that into perspective, uh, the time my husband was deployed, the last time my husband was deployed, last year he was deployed, uh, right after I had had our son. And our son was like five weeks old, Nick deployed, and there were some very real health scares with myself and my children. And there are times in deployment or when they're just gone that I you can't reach them. Like there's no it's not like the movies. There's no satellite phone. There's no like emergency line. Like there's nothing. You get what you get and you don't get upset. And if your world starts to fall apart and your children are being hospitalized, sucks to suck. Work through it. Yeah. And that's where we were. But to explain the level of Red Cross, that's what I would have had to use in order to get my husband home. He can't, His command can't even offer that. I would have had to usurp his command by putting in a request to the Red Cross to find him, explain what was going on, and then deem it appropriate enough to get contact for him to come back. Tracy went full Red Cross before Nick was out of basic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Red Cross Solid is gold. not <laughs> a joke. Yeah, uh-uh, no. And that's, like you said, like when you're a single parent and your husband is o- over the ocean somewhere, I mean, you don't even know. Yeah. You can't no. You can't Red Cross him. I mean, you could, but he's on a mission. Like your job yeah. as a spouse is to buckle up, man up, put on your big boy pants and take care of your family because that's one less thing that your spouse has to worry about. Yeah. So unless it's life or death, you just don't go there ever. Exactly. Exactly. It's really, really hard. But like, oh, man, that was just an entire situation in its own. But she is somebody that struggles with OPSEC. And so this is one of the reasons that it's just harder for us to be apart yeah um oh my goodness but my mom man 
I told her about this, Lacey. I was like, look, you know this is bad. And she'll bring it up every once in a while. Like when I'll tell her Nick's gone or something, she'll ask where he's going. And I'm like, don't post it, Mom. She's like, I'm not going to post it. And I was like, yes, you will. You're going to go on Facebook and be like, hey, Isis, are you there? It's me, Monique. (laughs) Got a little insider info for (laughs) you. Yeah, this is why I am so glad that, like, my mom doesn't do Facebook. She thinks it's the devil's work. So, yeah. And then Corey's dad just now got on it, but he's never really on it. And, like, yeah, Yeah. they just – they stay – stuck in their old time ways and they can just they can stay there yeah my mom's pretty good about it but Tracy's an oversharer and she's like her whole life is on Facebook and so it's really hard to there's no walking the line and that's Mm. okay like that's another thing to be said if you are not somebody that is getting a lot of information from your service member that's okay If they're not sharing it with you, that's fine. You don't need to know absolutely everything because, as Lacey and I can attest, when we share a bed with our husbands, which is a rarity, we don't even have all of the information. So if you're feeling left out or isolated or a distance when it comes to the job, we're all in it. I guess is what I mean to say. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean your kids don't love you or your kids don't trust you or whomever it is or your husband doesn't trust you or your wife doesn't trust you. It's just the way that it is. Yeah. And and honestly, sometimes like I get tired of talking about the Air Force. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You know, like I I just I get tired of it. And I know Corey needs to vent and I'm. Yeah. You know, we're teammates and all that but sometimes it's just like okay but at the same time I kind of like in a sick way enjoy it because I also I'm not I'm not stupid to the way things work in the Air Force I don't pretend that I know how they go for sure because I am not the service member but when he comes home and he starts talking to me about things I have an idea of what's going on you can track it because I'm educated about the processes and stuff because he does talk to me about it. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, I don't want to hear about it, but I also kind of like hearing about it because... I'm in the same boat, When you start throwing acronyms or, like, you start testing for rank and, you you know, you you only test PDG because you're out of your career field for so long and and things like that. You test out a cycle. Yeah, you test out a cycle and all that. Like, I like to kind of know how that goes because indirectly that will eventually affect me. You don't yes, make rank. Absolutely. We don't, we don't get a pay raise. Like, you know, yeah. our finances don't change and, and stuff like that. So it's all kind of cyclical and it, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. I agree as well. And we've been working hard because our communication can be limited. So there are times where I'm like, okay, well, we've talked about this. We've got to change the subject because sometimes it does feel as if you're being back briefed. Right. And you're just like, okay, okay. And then you'll, I, I am so awful that I'll start to like, um, like stop listening. Mm-hmm. And then he'll have said something very important. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I need that. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> because you need that because it just gets convoluted. But yeah, there's a certain level of commitment that you need to share 
with your spouse no matter what the job is. If your husband is a car, your husband or wife, you know, a carpenter, whatever, you're going to want to have a baseline information about that so you can carry a conversation about a part of their life so that you can feel connected with them. And that's kind of just what we do as well. But there are some spouses that do it way harder (laughs) and some spouses that are way more hands off. Yeah. But Lacey and I are kind of in, you know, walking a fine line here because we aren't the service member. We don't pretend to be. However, we need to know. I am exactly like you. I need to know how my life is going to work. Yeah. I need to know when we're moving, like what are the possibilities of these things and how that all sorts itself out. Yeah. I'm not in the service, but my husband's service does affect the way that I live. Absolutely. And so I have a vested interest in the way things work and the way things go. And yeah. So, I mean, the word dependa has a really bad uh, negative connotation it's that goes with it. It's a slur. Yeah. But I find myself like sometimes feeling dependa because yeah. I, because I do know a lot. Like, but I, I don't know. I just, I can't not know what's going on. I just can't. And absolutely. Well, even though you're not enlisted, it doesn't mean this isn't your life. Right. Exactly. And, and I'm going to, I guess, put that dependa patch on right here. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. It is the lifestyle that we live. It affects us. Like, I haven't been able to actually go to school or have a career because every time I start making headway, we move. So you can't tell but why, me. why, Lacey? If you just dig in real deep, you can do anything. Yeah, you can totally <laughs> go to school for nursing in Japan. That's a, that's You can allowable. manifest immediate childcare. Yeah, you can. And that's why I've been a stay-at-home mom forever is because the status yes. quo is always changing. So, like, yeah, I'm not in the military, but the military affects the way that I live my life. And it really does run our life in that way. Yeah, and so I feel like that gives me a little bit of a leg to be able to talk about it. Oh, yeah, because we're not trying to talk about – I'm not trying to speak about this life from a flyer's perspective. I'm trying to speak about my life from my closet's perspective. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I would never – and it's just as silly to me when people try to speak about their service members' jobs. It would be just as obnoxious were Nick to try to say that he stood in my shoes. Yeah, I met a... Like, he has no idea what it's like to, like, stay at home with the children when they're ill or be the part, you know, the full-time parent all of the time. Yeah. God bless him. He doesn't know how to pay the bills. He doesn't know where the kids go for doctors. He's not really here for that kind of stuff. And I want to take care of it for him so it's not an issue. Yeah. Corey's like, I don't even know who the kids' teachers are. I don't know what size shoes they wear. I, (laughs) you know, and it's like, it's true. You don't. But like, I pick up that slack so you don't have to worry about it. And there is a fine line between like going to Pinda with knowing like the workings and then like just kind of knowing like I'll never forget I met a spouse and we were like what's your husband's job you know kind of icebreaker typical conversation when you're meeting a new spouse and And the reason you ask the job I'm sorry to interrupt for our listeners the reason you ask the job is because perhaps you're closer in proximity like you share schedules with other things like you would need to go you might be looped in to one another's immediate community because while you're enlisted 
in a certain service, there the circles get smaller and smaller. Well, so especially in like the flyers world, you know, yeah, like it is a very there, tight community, and there are differences between flyers. And your tasks that you do in general. So if you ask all the time, it's not necessarily to to do anything other than to sort people. Like, okay, well, maybe I'll see you here. Yeah. Or maybe I won't. Yeah. You know? So the spouse, like, each career field has a code. I couldn't even begin to tell yes. you. It's like a number and some letters or whatever. But she was like, oh, yeah, my husband's a 2F3CT. And I was like, uh... <laughs> Okay. Um, also same. What's that? <laughs> Is that a burrito at Taco Bell? Like, I need more than that. I don't know what that what that is I like I don't know what the hell you just said to me so I said what I said lady if you could like, <laughs> you know, use words to tell me what his job is. That yeah. would be great. Um, yeah. So there there's that fi- and you can almost. You can identify it immediately for instances like that it was like oh yeah okay I know what kind of spouse you are and not that that's bad it's just like sometimes they're a little in your face and it's just like a little much at least for me and my personality type like I'm like oh okay you guys probably like make rank together you know you probably you probably go in and test with him and hold his hand and that's cool but like no (laughs) Whatever works for your family is whatever works for your family. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and judge your lifestyle whatsoever. I'm judging. I don't understand. (laughs) It's one of these things where I try not to judge, but I don't get it. Like we were, um, I was shopping yesterday. Nico and I went into the store and Nick has some leave right now. So he was in the car because Gabe had fallen asleep and we were like, we are not waking that up. So Nico and I ran into the store and Nick had texted me and someone was wearing a shirt with their um, husband's. This woman was wearing a shirt with her husband's um, work affiliated stuff where it tells you where they're working and what they do and all of that. And it said his fight is my fight. Like saving the homestead. And I I view it as we are in this fight together. Yeah. And this fight is life. Yeah. Like we are doing this together. And our fight is to make it out, (laughs) raise these kids, (laughs) try to make it work. And the way that he handles it is by going off to God knows where to do his God knows what. Yeah. And I... I'm here doing this. And while it can be hard to be disengaged from one another, um, his fight is not my fight. No. His fight is parallel to my fight. The same way that if you throw me up in a jet, that's like me saying, yeah, I've been on a lot of planes. I'm pretty sure I could figure this out. The way if I just dropped Nick off at home and he's like, well... These kids share my DNA, so I'm pretty sure I got it. Yeah. Like, no, you definitely don't. Good luck. First of all, these kids are going to eat your lunch and you'll be crying by noon. Yeah. Like, it's it's just hard, but it's not the same. So in case it's hard for people to understand, there are different kinds of spouses and different relatable qualities that that people have and Lacey yeah. and I just happen to be on the same wavelength which also can make it very hard for us to operate in our community 
Um, but it's all, you know, we're all just trying to make it through. Some people have a way of being close by. I think that's what it is. A lot of spouses feel as if they're closer to their service member spouse when they do things like that. And I don't. I think it's taking credit for something that you didn't do. And I will say, I think, and this is like no, no negative, like, feedback or connotation to like new spouses yeah no shade yeah 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 but like I feel like new spouses kind of drink the air force (laughs) kool-aid they're the ones that have they're looking for that that way to belong that connection yeah yeah or you get the people that are no longer they're retired and they're like all about it there's no I mean there is in between but like truly you're at one end or the other yeah, I would agree. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we're I would in the agree middle. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nick was being very generous the last time he was deployed because they had new unit shirts and the shirts were very well made, like very cool. And he's like, let me get you one. And I was like, absolutely not. And he I, was have, like, Why? I have unit shirts. I sleep in them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, OK, for the house. And he's like, no, we'll wear. I was like, no, no, I don't like I I am not one of you. Yeah, I feel I like I'm stepping on toes or I just feel like a poser. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like it's like being a geek and going to school in a leather jacket. Like you just can't. Yeah, it's not my skin. No, uh-uh, exactly. And I think that that's the hardest part is that we're all trying to find that. And there really isn't a place for that. And so that's another reason why we're trying to share this is that if you feel like an in-betweener, you're not alone. Yeah. And it's hard for all of us. And I think that that brings us to the ways that we cope. Yeah. And the biggest way that Lacey and I cope, and she has already mentioned that before, is our love of music. Mm -hmm. And it is very deep. Very real. And we love the most delicious music, but we do not share every love. A lot of bands that she loves, my husband loves, and I just cannot understand. You're close-minded. But <laughs> I'm just it's wrong. It's very easy. Yeah, you're just not right. Like, it's it's pretty simple. You're wrong. I'm right. Open your mind. Oh, my goodness. It's literally. Your mind, I... Sophia. Oh, man. It's like when I talk to Nick and I'm like, well, one of us is right and one of us is you. Yeah. I'll be the most. <laughs> Come but... with me on a magical journey. Yeah. Open for real. your I mind. Just, there are just some bands that I'm like, nah, I don't. And I'm not saying it's bad because I'm not somebody just like I'm not a good or bad person. Like, that's right. That's wrong. I, I'm a person that's like tends to just not get it. Like, I'm not on that wavelength. That's not my vibe. I don't understand. Mm, I but vibe share, on it all. We share a lot of wavelengths of music. Yeah. And so that brings us to our next segment. I guess this would be our final segment. Pit. Our final segment. Is that what we would it, call this? It is, actually. Yeah. It is our final segment. Um, Thank goodness, you guys. It's almost over. Thank you for hanging in there. <laughs> It's a rough one. Slog through it. Oh, man. But this is called The Pit. 
And the pit is where you come with us and find out what we love, what we've always loved, what we're loving right now, and songs that have spoken to us to get us through the good times, the bad times, or just stuff we really, really enjoy right now. Right, exactly. And if you're not familiar with, like, terminology, the pit is when you go see a concert live and all the people are, like, pressed up against the stage, like sweaty bodies, can't breathe. It's a hot, (laughs) nasty experience, but you're there and you're living for it because the music is just that good. That's the pit. That's where we're going. That's the closest you can get to the good. That's where we're taking you. So that's, (laughs) that's where that comes from. That's the pit. Absolutely. So Lacey, why don't you share with all of us, because I don't even know, when you figured out you were a love of alt music? So I wouldn't just say alt music. I realized really early on that I just love music. Like I have memories growing up where my mom and dad were partying on the river and we're listening to White Snake and Bon Jovi oh, and Mr. Big was like my favorite. Like I have memories of singing with Mr. Big the next to be with you in the car. And like my mom and dad were messing with me and they would turn down the radio to see if I would like stay with it. And then they would turn it back up and I like my lyrics would be on point. So like. I have always been a lover of music. Like I had How could they do that to you? I know I because I'm It's not just, like you got to repeat it. I'm that good though. Like they had that much oh, confidence so in good. me. Yeah. Like <laughs> I remember getting cassettes of like Candlebox and Ugh. Billy Joel and oh, man. That's a good Billy one. Idol and like I mean I would just Ace of Bass like I just loved music Nick so, loves Ace of Bass yes I wore that cassette out like I have always loved music so um it's just not something that has ever left me like I have a superpower where like my brain just like holds on to lyrics like I can't retain any useful information but I can tell you lyrics like it's nobody's business yes yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so I've just always loved music, and I I love all kinds. I like hip-hop. I like classic rock. I like alternative. I like hardcore. I like country. Like, I really, Same. truly and just enjoy it all. So that's kind of how it's just always been there. It's always been a part of me. I would have to agree for myself as well. I was always listening to music whether it was at home um, where I loved, oh my goodness, I had my own radio, oh. like my own CD player. And I Boombox. loved being, oh yeah, like the ones you spent all of your dollars on, yes. you saved all of your birthday money on. But yep. I also had a very tiny one at one point mm-hmm. where um, I would listen to the radio, like begging the right songs to come on. And I tried to like stretch it as close to the bathroom as I could, like while I showered, so I wouldn't miss yes. anything. Yes, when you it had to just... call in and request songs, oh, and it was so yeah. tragic when and hit you record. A song. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. But you know what? I miss that stuff. I make my kids uh, wait for songs all the time because I'm like, you need to learn what it's like to love something. Patience. That maybe not show up. Yes. <laughs> but it's. That was the same way for me. And I remember being in the car with my mom and 
little known fact for everyone that wasn't born and raised in the Santa Clarita Valley um, or anywhere in Southern California, I should say. Ryan Seacrest used to be a like a DJ on a radio station called 98.7 star 98.7. And they used to play alternative music. Uh, I think now they play popular music, but I'm not really sure, but they played alternative music at the time. And my mom had a bunch of stations on the car and she had this, I'll never forget this like feeling and being in this old beat up Camry where the seat belts like were automatic (laughs) and it was um, like hot and we were driving home um, from the babysitter and my mom had just gotten home from work and I knew all the songs on every station and she was like, why do you like this one so much? And I was like, I don't know. Like, she's like, I don't know any of the songs. I don't know anything about it. And she was asking me some other bands that I had liked and I just told her the lyrics of some of the songs and she was like, you don't like anything that I like. And this music is called Alternative. And I was like, oh, okay. Let me guess. And Does she like Michael Bolton? I, You know what? I don't know. She, oh. Her musical horizons have opened wide up. But my mom really liked Gloria Stefan when I was a kid. Mm. Um, that was very real. Janet Jackson was very real in my house. That's um, nasty. <laughs> Roxette. OMG. Don't even go there with me. Roxette was very real. Yes. Um na 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 na. I am so sorry. I just feel like you can't say Roxette without saying she's got the look. So you may continue. Uh, she has got the look. She also walks on broken glass for yes. My mom loves all that stuff. So I mean I I have an affinity for it as well, but my mom like she didn't understand when I was a kid. She didn't understand Lincoln Park. She did. She was like, "This is awful," and I was like, "You're awful." <laughs> <laughs> like immediately glaring at her from across the car. But that's pretty much where I like put a pinpoint of. I never noticed how much I loved it. Yeah. Until my mom was like, "You cannot get enough. It's all day long with you." And I was like, "Well, yeah. It's the greatest. It's music." So that's kind of how Lacey and I bonded. We listened to a lot of the same stuff. And when we were in our friend group, it was very easy for us to mention something and then gravitate towards each other that way because no one else kind of really knew what we were talking about. Yeah, they would look at us like we had 16 heads and then like... We would lock eyes across the room, and it's like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. This and is you a moment. Like shake, shake your head, and we're just like, that's what's up. I yeah. see you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First of all, I agree. Second of all, I really respect you. <laughs> yes. We are one. You're, you are rocking pretty hard over there. Respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> it was really good. So now that we've explained the pit and why we have the pit, Lacey, take us to the pit, please. Yes, so in today's episode of The Pit, since we kind of talked about how we met and where we met, we are going to be discussing songs that are just like so totally California. Stop Um, it right now, that's rude. I cannot, I cannot, I will attack you, you have been attacked. As a native Californian, Um, I I feel attacked. I like know this, so (laughs) I'm going to be all valley with it. Um, so my three songs, I picked three songs and I kind of tried to pick 
um, a song from each genre of music a little bit. So I got a little bit of classic rock, a little bit of like the alternative, and then I've got rap. So um, Phantom Planet has a song called California, and a lot of people probably know about it because it was the theme song for the OC. It's very iconic. It's very poppy. It's very pop culture. And it also really sticks out for me because when we found out we had orders to California, it was our first duty station, we were leaving Missouri, and my husband, Corey, put on this song. And as we were driving away from Missouri, we listened to California by Phantom Planet. And it was just like, so that has just always stuck with me. Oh, man. Yeah, right? (laughs) He's so... That's so deep. I know. He's the best. He asked me, this is totally random, but he sent me the most odd text message earlier. And he was like, am I a gentleman? And I was like, what What kind of question is that? Yes. First of all, it's a trap. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. I was like, you, what are you talking about? You are, yeah, you're a gentleman. And he was like, I'm having a discussion with, with this guy at work. And I'm like, okay, I can't wait to hear about this, but. And that was where I was left hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. My next song is by a band called The Eagles, which I'm sure many people know because they've been around for a while. Um, And that song is Hotel California. That's one of the songs that, like, I remember listening to when my parents were partying at dusk down on the river and it's dark and I can't really see what's going on and I can just I can't see much but I can hear and feel the music and it's just it makes me think of California every time and then I have Tupac because reasons uh California (laughs) love like even if even if you're not like in tune with the hip-hop community not not saying that I am Because I am very, uh, very uh, white. Like I'm, 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 I'm not so down. <laughs> like I, I'm down, but I'm not like down. I just need to stop talking because this is You're just. You're down adjacent. I'm, dig, I'm digging that hole, and I'm just gonna <laughs> to just dive headfirst right in. But if you don't know much about rap music, if that song comes on, you can immediately know what it's about. Like, it's it's very iconic. Yeah. So You know what's up. Yeah. Tupac, California Love, The Eagles Hotel, California, and Phantom Planet, California. Those are my three songs. Uh, let's hear what you got, Sophia. I dig on all of your songs first off. Yes, Major thank respect. you. Yes. So I picked for my three songs. I chose kind of an alternative band, also a rap song, Ooh. and a rock song. So my first one is from a band called Best Coast, and the song is called The Only Place. Hmm. It is what Nick and I like to call beach rock. Oh. It's got very bright and shiny vibes. Um, It's fun. It's just good, easy listening music that makes you... It's reminiscent of the Beach Boys. Like, it's just sweet. Um... The lead singer is female, and she just brings this very lovely quality to just a super happy song. Is and it? I love their music in general. I don't, off the top of my head, I'm not super familiar. It's not like ringing uh-huh. a bell, so I'm excited about this because as soon as we're done, I'm going to look it up. Like the it's name so sounds good. familiar, but is it like yeah. super poppy? Um, I don't know if 
I would call it poppy, okay, but it might it, be. It's it very, not, it's kind of indie. Okay, it might not be what I'm thinking of then. Okay, I'm totally looking this up as soon as we're done. She talks about, um, like, the first line I want to say is, like, we were born with sun in our teeth and in our hair. Okay, tell me more. And it's just really, really good. And it talks about, like, the geography of growing up in California and just being a person that very loves being cool. out in the sunshine and travels everywhere yes okay i'm gonna have to look that it's, up it's very very good and it puts me in a very happy sunshiny place yay um which is um far and few between so if you need to pick me up best coast is the way to go yes um now if you don't want to pick me up you will listen to my second song <laughs> <laughs> um which is by dr dre but mm. there are also honorable mentions of Snoop Dogg, Corrupt, and Nate Dogg. And it's called, obviously, The Next Episode. It's oh. not called, obviously, The Next Episode. It's just called The Next Episode. I mean, but we know this. Right. Yes. Yes. Ooh, so, ooh, so good. I grew up in Southern California. I grew up in the Santa Clarita Valley, which at the time was very tiny and now is kind of a thing. But it's a suburb of Los Angeles. And if you... Did not know this song. Who even were you? Were you alive mm. when you were in middle school? <laughs> yeah, it's a great. And it song. was just the absolute best. And to this day, if this song comes on, there's literally nothing else you can do. If Nick were to walk in here right now, which he does often, and he'll just say like, "Hold up, you know how to proceed." Hey. So this song, <laughs> this song is the best California song. Yeah, and yeah. I mean. I have a really soft spot in my heart for Dr. Dre. He, mm. again, soundtrack to my life, soundtrack to my childhood. Mm. Final choice, Blink-182. Oh, of course. I love Blink. You yeah. know this. It's very important to me as a person. But I'm going to choose a song that's not typical. Oh. Um, yeah, because I don't, while I enjoy the stuff that they have done you know, when I was a child, the mainstream. I really enjoyed, yeah, mainstream Blink. I really enjoyed their last album, which was called California. And I really enjoy the song in particular called Los Angeles because it reminds me of a different part of my life. And it lets me connect to a piece of myself that is long forgotten. I haven't lived in Los Angeles in, since I was 19. That's when I got married. So it's a, it's, I'm 30. It's a long time. Yeah. And this allows me to connect to that and, Parts of L.A. are great. Parts of L.A. are not. And it's just so different from where I grew up. But it talks about, you know, um, when will you save me, Los Angeles? And mm. it's just really, 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 really good. It's, yeah. it's loud. It's gritty. Super fast. Really yeah. good song to I, run yeah, to. Yeah, that song is really love good. Love it. Fun fact Absolutely about that song it. is yeah. John Feldman, who used to be the front man for Goldfinger, it, he's on that track and he also he helped produce that record and he's Dang. also super california and matt <laughs> matt skiba who used to be an alkaline trio is now oh yes the guy who took over tom DeLong's spot i know so, i, love I him. mean it is like the quintessential like california boom in your face like yeah it's so, so good. good i love that you picked that song like I, yeah, More than it's just a, a very, song, like, very good song. It's wrapped up in a California bow. I mean, like, it's got it all really, of it. You it know? really is. 
And I really love his addition to the band. Yeah. I like as a separate issue or a separate, you know, as an aside, him coming to the band. What a yeah. blessing to yeah. us all. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. I, I really like, I've always liked his voice and I've always been a really yes. big fan of Alkaline Trio. So when that first happened, I was like, how is this? I mean, I know, I'm excited right? for it, but like, I can't envision it. And then like, I heard him singing with Mark and it was just Ugh. like. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know good. I needed this so much. <laughs> yeah, I can jive. I can jive with this. It was really, really good. Yeah. So we it was really hard for us to kind of trim the fat down to three songs apiece. So we've got some honorable mentions that just bring us to that California vibe. So I think I have one. Yeah, let's go. Rooney is very big. Yes. California Rooney. in my mind. And it's a very big part of my Growing up experience. Yeah. Nick, okay, to date myself, Nick burned me a Rooney CD. Oh. While I was dating another boy. <gasps> and I, like, slowly fell in love with Nick through this CD. Don't tell Aww, him. Aw, that's so sweet. Don't share. I won't share. We're Your in, secret's safe. We're in, with... a, we're in a low-key fight, and he doesn't need to know. Oh, no, no. He can't know that. <laughs> nope, nope. He'll just you, come out, like, he'll listen to that, and he'll just be like, aw, see? And you like, no. hate his guts. Listen, I love you, but you're trash right now. You Maybe you won't be trash tomorrow, but right now, I get back. we're in it. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you're basic. You're basic. Oh, man. But we loved to mention Rooney. Did you have some other ones that you wanted to bring up? Because I was going to talk about, I yes, liked Rooney. Yes, yes, Tom yes. Petty. Tom Petty. No doubt. Yes. And Green Day. Very I mean, I could like, I'm so bad with music. Like when people are like, hey, pick your top three favorites. I'm like, okay, but what about the it's other like 16? Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I could take them or uh, leave them. Yeah. I know some of their songs, but like they make me think of California. Green yeah. Day is also another one. And then if you want to get really indie with it and like go old school, old school, um, AFI, I grew up listening Dude, to Dude, they're them. so good. No, they were. They were. But I don't know. I saw I them in concert. I did too. I tried to take his shoe off. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrible. I saw him with, Ugh. I saw them with Coheed and Cambria, and it was life changing. I saw them recently with, well, semi recently with, um, is this Lincoln like Park. the other day when it was like six years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, before I was even a mom, it was yeah. just the other day. Um, I saw AFI, 30 Seconds to Mars, and Lincoln Park. <gasps> oh, Jared Leto is Ugh. just fantastic. Something special. Oh, he is. And he sounds so good, in case anyone cares. Like, oh, I bet. Live, he is impeccable. Yeah. I mean, he's crazy. <laughs> he is but crazy. But he's very good. And also, there's so many robes with him on stage. Yeah, like, too he, many he robes. Likes the dramatics, for He does sure. enjoy a wardrobe change. Yeah. But his voice is butter. I digress. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so I could just, like, go on and on and on and on about, like, bands and stuff, but... Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day, no doubt. Uh, Sublime. Sublime, yes, of course. How could I forget Sublime? Um, I mean, I'm kind of I, I'm kind of over them. See, I, I'm gonna get crucified, but I'm, I I'm kind will of over always them. love them. And Lana Del Rey's cover of Summertime. It's very sexual. It, 
makes me so happy. All of her songs are make me like put everyone in like a sexy vibe. Uh, yeah. But it's like, a little uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, what like, now? All right. Okay. All right. So yeah. um, I'm in the car with my kids. I'm driving <laughs> uh, an SUV, but sure. Yeah. I, I Lana love. Lana Del Rey. I love her cover. <laughs> Um, it's it's very very good, it very trancy. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. Well, we've shared all of this with all of you, and I mean, this is probably much longer than we anticipated. Well, but, we can trim the fat, maybe. Well, this is a perfect way to figure this all out. We are going to tell you about the OMG that's so meme. So we have an Instagram, which is called Rock and Roll With It Podcast. There is nothing in between, no caps, no spaces, no underscores, no nothing. Just Rock and Roll With It Podcast. And we will be active on this Instagram um, to engage with everybody. And with OMG That's So Meme, we hope to gain submissions from everybody so that we can have participation from you. And then we can also use that in our upcoming episodes in order to create a camaraderie with you as well. Yeah. Um, And so that will also be a place where you can submit questions um, on for really anything. Yeah. If you have questions about our lifestyle, about things you would like motherhood, us to discuss. Yeah, topics. motherhood, marriage, yeah. music, anything that you think, or if you just want to know something, let us know. If you have suggestions yeah. for episodes, participation let us know points well. will be given. Yeah. Oh, as well as <laughs> shout outs. Yeah, we'll do some shout outs. But Absolutely. really, like, We don't want this to be the Lacey and Sophia show. I mean, it's kind of that way right now. But, like, we want everyone to be a part of it. And, like, if you see a meme that just, like, speaks to your depths of your soul, share it with us. If it's super relatable, if it's hilarious, bring it all over. (laughs) We like like to laugh. And if it's dark, that's okay. I would almost say the darker the better. That's fine. We like the dark humor. Um, Songs, questions, topics. If you just want to tell us how much you love us or how much you hate us, uh, we're we're there for that. We'll take some constructive criticism because... uh, Give us what you got. Let's be real. Uh... The maiden voyage is sometimes a little rough, but we'll I mean, work it, it probably out. is. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll work it out. But that's what we're saying. It's a team effort, and we need you guys. Absolutely, we're trying to create a space in which it seems as if we're all wearing yoga pants and drinking coffee and or wine with sunglasses and not being judged. So, anything that you want to share in this happy space. Let us know. Again, it's Rock and Roll With It podcast on Instagram. I guess that brings you to the end of our first podcast. If you made it this far, thanks. I hope to see you guys next time. I hope you join us on this journey of trying to figure out life and and podcasting and what the heck we're doing with our hands when we're talking. It's a journey, and we hope you join us. And we really want you guys to just do your best, try your hardest, and rock and roll with it. Until next time.